Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Dick Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I wonder if you will ever hear this episode. <laughs> it's definitely one that I'm feeling led right now. I'm inspired to create this episode. Didn't know that I would actually record another episode between now and the end of this year. But I do have a I have a message to share with you. And if you're hearing this, it, it will tell me that my core value, my number one core value, actually my top three core values in what causes me to make the decisions that I make in my business. My core value number one is authenticity. My core value number two is transparency. And my core value number three is vulnerability. We're going to put all three of those, authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability to the test in this episode. I was working with a one-on-one coaching client that I respect and love dearly. I was sharing some significant major revelations. Not that I have everything fully processed, but this this idea of coming to you consistently with consistency being the key to success, this all I've been teaching that principle that hey, if you want to really succeed in building a loyal online true fan community, Especially if it's an audio podcast, I can tell you right now that you want to be able to understand that consistency is key. You got to try to avoid creating content just for the sake of consistency. But man, if you really want to knock it out of the park, I can tell you right now the the winning formula is make a commitment to show up every single week. And recently, I was I was talking to a group of friends, and and I said, you know, hey, if if you've heard that message from me and you followed that advice. I'm sorry. I apologize. Because looking back and evaluating where I am today, I don't know that I agree with that anymore. I'm not absolutely 100% confident and convinced that I was wrong. But man, where I sit right now, consistency is not the key to success. There are seasons where I think it's okay for you to just bow out for a while, not show up, and get some things reorganized, reevaluate your commitments, come back, and when you're ready, create some more content. But if you don't feel led or inspired, if you're not excited about creating content, more and more, and I've I felt the the freedom to just be bluntly honest with people since I've let go of the podcast answer man moniker. It's like, listen, if you don't, if you come into me and you're telling me, say, Cliff, I really hate creating content. It's like the least favorite thing to do. My standard piece of advice is stop creating content. Shut it down. I mean, just just record an episode and say, hey, I'm taking some time off. I may not be back. There's plenty of stuff in the archives. 
I'll keep it up and running for as long as you guys seem to continue to consume it. <laughs> I don't know, but just stop. And I've given that advice to a lot of people. And oddly enough, when I've given that advice to people, it's funny how the thought of shutting it down, the, th- the thought of putting an end to it, all of a sudden motivated them. There was a vlog that I did on my YouTube channel, and it was inspired by Monique DeBose. She's the wife of Rich Lidfin, and she told a story in a podcast interview where she was pursuing something. I can't remember what it was, whether it was dance or something. And her teacher said, listen, if you can walk away from this, walk away. I mean, it sounds like a very brave thing to do to step into this context. Were you not just tempted to leave these things for for someone else to say while you just got on with your music? I couldn't get on. That was the problem. Trust me, if I've said this, I had a teacher once who said, um, she was teaching what she was doing and I was learning from her and she said, Monique, if you can walk away from this, walk away. And I could walk away from it, so I did. And I kind of never understood what, like, why she said that. Mm-hmm. But this, I'm like, oh, this is my thing. If I could walk away from this, I would 100% walk away from it. But I can't. I feel like it's the charge my soul has been given to really integrate all of the parts of myself, which also includes integrating all of the parts of this country because that is what I'm made from. Mm. I just feel like that's been put imprinted on my soul and that's what I have to do. But trust me, if I could walk away, Mark, I would be on a beach. <laughs> and so I give this advice to a lot of people. Like, listen, if you could walk away from creating content to your podcast, then walk away. If you can go for the if you could go for the next three months and never record a single episode of your podcast, then by all means, don't create a single episode for your podcast for the next three months and refuse to feel guilty about it. I would guess that I have given that advice at least 10 times in a very serious way with people in hot seats or in one-on-one coaching where they told me that they're really struggling to be consistent with creating content for their podcast or their YouTube channel or their email newsletter or whatever else. And I was like, and they're like, Cliff, can you help me get my mojo back? Can you help me get motivated? Can you help me get that leverage? And I'm like, yes, I can. I'm convinced that I have the techniques and the skills and the methods to get leverage and help you see this in such a way that you'll be committed to it. But my question is at what cost? When somebody's saying, listen, I need to commit to doing something that I hate to do, don't like to do, don't want to do, but I gotta find a way to do this. And I ask the question, why? Why do you feel that you have to do it? And and of course it stings a little bit. Well, because Cliff, you said that consistency is key and that I need to show up for my community and that they're looking forward to me. And and I'm like, and then I'm like, I'm sorry. And oftentimes... I'm like, listen, do you think it's possible that you could get what you were hoping to get without creating the podcast content? And then we talk about reframing what the possibilities exist for that. And I'm like, well, why don't you just go do that? What I've learned, what I've discovered in many cases, and certainly in my own life, it was my own 
obsessive nature to consistently show up every single week without fail, create that content, create that content, create that content, because that's something I knew that I could show up and I could force myself to do, I'd feel good because I did it, and I could check another thing off of my to-do list, regardless if it helps me get closer to my ultimate outcome, The one thing I can tell you is regardless of the outcome, at least I feel that I did something today, whether it helps me get closer to my end result or not. And oftentimes the time spent on creating that piece of content was easier to do because it's more comfortable than maybe some of the newer uncomfortable things of me going out and doing something that would probably be way more effective in getting my ultimate outcome. I have talked many times about the fact that over the last 10 episodes or so, there was a lot of travel that happened this late summer, early fall. I was gone for 32 days out of two and a half months. I was completely out of my routine and I came back. And when I came back, instead of jumping, doing what I used to do, which is coming back from a lot of travel and saying, man, I'm so behind on all these things. I've dropped the ball on all these things that I used to do without fail every single week. All these things that I used to do, gosh, for 32 days, I was out of town and I just didn't do those things that I normally do every week. And what I realized is that from a business perspective, It had no negative impact. And in fact, I had been working already while I was out of town on some significant transformation in the way that I interact and do business with my current clients, both mastermind clients and one-on-one coaching clients, and also with the creation of new clients, which I've intentionally chosen for a period of time, not always, but for a period of time, I'm connecting with, inviting people into experiences of my coaching and making proposals for ongoing coaching or mastermind group relationships with people who are not from my expansive online community. More on that maybe another time. It's about a whole premise of so many people say, well, Cliff, this is all easy for you to say. You have such a backlog of content that is consistently driving people to you. And so therefore, it's easy for you to not be consistent because you're consistently having an ongoing stream of people coming to you. And I've heard that argument so many times that here in the month of December, I'm only inviting people into the process of creating clients outside of my podcast community. I, I, I have not sent a single email to my mailing list. I have not done any call to actions in any podcast content that I've produced anywhere. I haven't created any social media content to draw people into any sort of landing page. Just I haven't done anything. In fact, a majority of the clients that I've worked with recently or potential clients that I've worked with recently that I've brought in through the client creation process as outlined through the Prosperous Coach Method that I've been applying to my business, the past 10 people that I've worked with didn't know that I had podcasts. They'd had no idea that I used to be known as the Podcast Answer Man. They had no clue that I even have any podcast today. They've never been subscribed to the Ray Edwards Show, the Michael Hyatt Podcast, the you know Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas. They don't even know who those people are. Amy Porterfield. They have no clue who any of my friends are, 
what credibility I bring to the table. I've intentionally been reaching out to people who barely know who I am or didn't even know that I existed until they recently came across something, shot me an email, or I met them through a Facebook friend request or a random comment on something or in person. And those are my favorite stories that maybe I'll tell you sometime. If you want to know more about that, there's a podcast called Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. Anyway, I've been doing all of that and it's been going incredibly well. So when I came back from all this travel, I'm like, I'm not going to make a list of all the things I'm falling behind on. I mean, gosh, I'm at least six weeks, eight weeks behind on coming up with weekly email newsletter updates. I'm weeks behind on creating content for the Cliff Ravenscraft show. I just need to pick that up and just start shooting out episodes every single Friday morning, just like I did before. I need to do this. I should do this. And, you know, that's what I typically would have done after returning from a bunch of travel. Not this time. Instead, I came back, instead of creating a to-do list of all the things that I needed to do, I came back and created a not-to-do list. These are the things I'm not going to reincorporate into my life. These are the things that I used to do consistently, obsessively, that I'm no longer going to do moving forward. One of the things that you may notice, for those of you who are longtime listeners to the Cliff Ravenscraft show, but maybe not a subscriber to the audio journal, because if you were a subscriber to the audio journal, none of this stuff, you wouldn't need any of this stuff other than you'd be interested to see how I'm communicating what I'm communicating on this topic. But those of you who are subscribed to the audio journal, you know everything that's been going on because I have been consistent there because I've been fully committed to you guys in the audio journal. I have not been fully committed here and that's been intentional. There's no doubt you've seen a lack of consistency when it comes to releasing content on Friday mornings every single week. And it goes all the way back to when I was on the road, all the way back to July. So from July through today, it's not that I haven't put out content, I have. And the content that I've put out, I've put out because it's it's what I felt compelled to share. And I feel like it's been very good content. But I haven't been there On some Fridays, there's been many a Friday that I have not shown up in the podcast feed where I used to show up every Friday or sometimes a little early on Thursday, but you're aware of the fact that I'm just not there every single week like I used to be. And there's no doubt in my mind that many of you gave me a lot of grace in the area of the fact that, yes, Cliff's been traveling. He spent you know, those 10 days on the road to Franklin, Tennessee, then Montgomery, Alabama, came back for a week and a half and then went on the road for 10 more days and then left and went on the road for 12 days with his son and then came back and a couple days later, he's in San Diego for an event and then he came back. You know, it's like, okay, the guy's been traveling a lot and I'm going to give him that, but now he's back. I want him, I, I, I'm pretty much, I expect I'm going to start seeing now that Cliff's back in town, maybe give him a week, but then I'm going to start seeing those episodes roll in every Friday. That's what I'm looking forward to. And then I, 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 I'm pretty sure I communicated that that's not going to happen unless I feel absolutely compelled to hit the record button with something I feel like I need to share with you. And I wasn't going to share something with you 
until yesterday I had a coaching call with a one-on-one coaching client. And I asked this question. I said, how can I serve you in a powerful way? Here's what was said. I'd like to talk about content creation. And then my client said to me, he says, you are, to me, the content creation king. He continued to say, it seems like it's effortless for you to create content. I'd like to talk through some techniques for creating content. It's a struggle for me, and I think it's a struggle for my entire team to get that content out of our brains. It's not like we can't do it, but we've just struggled with consistently getting it out. Maybe you can share a method for consistently getting it out on a regular basis. So that was what was at the beginning of this thread in our conversation. And of course, we went back, I mean, we were already well into our call, and we went back and forth with some great conversation. I shared a lot of insights, much of which I'm still processing how I feel about this idea of creating content, what it means to show up for people, what it means to create content just for the sake of creating content, which I've always been opposed to creating content for the sake of creating content. But I've allowed myself in the past to obligate myself to creating content for the purpose of showing up, to forcing myself to find a way to create content even if I don't feel compelled to, just because I value showing up for my community. And that's such a strong thing for me that I'm going to force myself, I'm going to be obligated to do this. And even if I don't want to do it, I've got two hours blocked out today on, let's just say my goal is to have an episode released on Friday and it's scheduled for Monday and it's blocked out by the end of the day Monday after doing everything that I did today, I didn't, I just didn't feel compelled to do it so it gets moved to Tuesday. And then I didn't feel compelled to do it on Tuesday because of all the other things that were higher priorities for me. So I move it to Wednesday, move it to Thursday. Now it's Friday. And in the past, what I would have done, regardless of what was on my schedule that day, even if I had to come back maybe at 10 o'clock in the evening, I would at least come down here and record something. And usually it was not the best of my content And it required way more editing than anything else just to get something that I felt was valuable enough to even put into the feed because of how I want to show up in this particular public-facing piece of content. But to make sure that I show up, I would come here. I would do it. But at what cost? And see, that's the thing. When I came back and I created that not-to-do list, I started to evaluate the things that I was obligating myself to that I just didn't feel led to be obligated to anymore, that I didn't want to be obligated to anymore, that I felt was wrong to be obligated to anymore. And obligating myself to showing up for my community, while it is still today a desire of mine to show up consistently for you. It's not a commitment. 
that I'm fully committed to. At least not in this season of my life. And I'm specifically talking about here in the final quarter of 2019 and maybe even the first several weeks of 2020. I had found that prior to this decision, I was over-obligated and under-committed. I had made a commitment to do a lot of things, but I was not fully committed to anything. And that is what has changed. I had to make some evaluations of what is it that I am going to be fully committed to. And what obligations have I made a commitment to in the past that are currently in the way of being fully committed to these commitments? And creating content every single week without fail for a season became an obligation. And I've been focused since September on many other things that I am fully committed to. And I did share with this client some of the things that I've done, but this client is not an audio journal subscriber. So I know he doesn't have the whole backstory. He doesn't understand all the things that have been going on behind the scenes. What happened was I was sharing some of this stuff and maybe out of context. See, I have so many authentic, transparent conversations and in the audio journal I share so much and in the Next Level Mastermind groups, they, they, they're aware of all of this stuff. And, uh, you know, this one client that I speak to once a month, I may have made the assumption that he knew a lot more behind the scenes than what he actually knew. So, with that being said, and the reason why this episode is happening is because he goes, Cliff, I think that sounds incredibly selfish. And I'm like, ooh, them some words that have weight. <laughs> those words carry weight. And I had to sit there and process. It's like, wow, those words actually just came out of this person's mouth. This is a client that I love. This is a client that I respect amazingly. And while I'm not looking to defend my motives, while I'm not looking to, to you know, all that stuff, but, but this is something that's like, hmm, is this the way that I'm being perceived and the the question is is how important is it important for me to manage how other people perceive me in this area and the question is am i being selfish and in the moment i'm like maybe you're right i i didn't go back and listen to it again but i i think i might have heard say it's like you know from my perspective you've had this gift of this amazing community these thousands of people who tune in and i'm one of them that looks forward to an episode every single week man and you have such an incredible gift and it seemed and and, and i don't know how this was worded but the way i felt the words whether these were the words that were shared or not is it just seems like it's poor stewardship of a gift that god has given you or the resources that god has given you to not consistently show up for that community. AKA, it seems selfish. And 
while I felt the weight of those words, I was instantly in real time evaluating. How do I feel about this? It's like, man, I totally get where this client is coming from. In fact, I, I told him, I said, listen, I, I totally get it. I, I, I'm in your shoes right now. Uh, gosh, my, my, my favorite podcaster in the world, his name is Father Roderick Von Hogan. I've been listening to him since 2005. I've never missed an episode. I'm subscribed to three of his podcasts, and I look forward to him. I'm even a Patreon supporter, and there are times when he goes a week without creating content. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where are you? It's like, it's like, I need your, I need your voice. It's not that I need his content to unlock some next mystery. How do I get to the next stage in life? I just, I just miss his voice. I miss his encouraging tone of voice. I miss his encourage, encouraging way of thinking, his worldview, his positivity, his, his energy, and, and I just tap into that every week. And it's just such a calming. It's a calming presence in my life on a consistent basis. And when he's not there, I really feel it. And so I get it. I know what it feels like. It's like, man, where are you? But I have come to the place where I, you know, I have I have this one thing. It's called grace. And I give I give him grace. And I say, listen, I'm really bummed that he's not there this week. So I know what it feels like to be longingly waiting every week for that favorite piece of content. So those words came and I was in real time. It's like, yeah, I, if I am being selfish, I don't feel guilty about it. What happened though is after that call, I I started to ask myself, man, am I being selfish? Am I being selfish? Am I being selfish? And I went to bed last night. Am I being selfish? In the middle of the night, I woke up and I'm like, Man, I'm my mind is wide awake. It must be eight o'clock in the morning. It's like I felt completely well rested. My and I woke up and I'm instantly awake, but I'm instantly thinking back to that conversation. Cliff, that sounds incredibly selfish. And again, I don't know if the word incredibly was used in front of it, but that just sounds selfish to me. And and that word, those words continued to echo through my mind. Was it selfish? Should I go down and listen to that recording again? Was it, did I, how did I express it in such a way that it seemed selfish? Because, uh, you know, the, the more I think of it, no, it wasn't selfish. I'm not selfish. If anything, what I'm doing is serving my community. I'm convinced that my decision to not be consistent, to not obligating myself over these past several months, I have been serving my community, not selfishly holding myself back from them. Why haven't I been consistent? And it has everything to do with a reprioritization of what it is that's going on in my business. I realized after that conversation with Michael Hyatt that I talked about in the episode that's titled, This Changes Everything, that, man, I've had everything backwards. You know, my pursuit of Free the Dream, after I launched, after I shut down Podcasting A to Z, I launched the Next Level Mastermind first. Grew that to 24 people, and in between our 90-minute calls, I had two different groups, two 90-minute calls a week. In between those weekly meetings, I was 
occasionally reaching out to each member with text messages, little short little videos. Hey, I hope your week's going well. Just want to check in and see how you're doing related to what you shared in your hot seat last week. Just little check-ins every now and then in between calls. But then once the group was full and it came time to start marketing Free the Dream, it was April 2018, I pretty much didn't do any connections with any of my existing mastermind group members between the weekly meetings and all of my time, effort, and energy was, I wanna be consistent with content. I want to optimize my marketing for Free the Dream. I was writing email newsletter, vlogging on my YouTube channel, converting those vlogs into email newsletters that were, I mean, they were incredible, don't get me wrong. All you need to do is go to cliffravenscraft.com and sign up for my newsletter if you've never been on my newsletter and just watch what'll happen over the next 27 weeks. So I I created content. I was marketing Free the Dream. And, you know, the thing is, is that Free the Dream was not financially successful. It ended up costing a lot of money as a result of just the expense of the conference uh, versus the amount of ticket sales that first year. But then there was the opportunity costs. There were people who had been in the mastermind group and some had dropped after their one-year commitment. And I wasn't replacing those members with new members of the next level of mastermind because to market that would take away marketing from Free the Dream. And I figured, well, I'll just make up the difference in my deficit of monthly recurring revenue with the profit from Free the Dream, except for the fact that that didn't turn a profit. And that caused me to have a very significant financial hole that I had to dig myself out of in the final months of 2018 and the first few months of 2019. And then I'm thinking, I'll never do that again. I did market During that time, new members of the Next Level Mastermind got the AM group full, got the PM group halfway full, getting by with a couple extra products and services here and there, making all the income necessary for my business. And then all of a sudden, April of 2019 rolls around and I'm starting to market free the dream. And some of you were aware of what happened in July. The 4th of July weekend, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting down to the wire. If I'm gonna be able to hit these goals income-wise, I've got to not double down, triple, quadruple, 10x, 50x down on my marketing efforts. It's like, I'm going to reach out to X number of people per day. I'm going to create one video per day. I'm going to, blah, blah, blah. it was so ridiculous. And I was burning myself out. Oh, I hated it. And I was also the primary focus, free of the dream conference. Was I focused on any of the mastermind group relationships outside of the weekly meetings? No. And then that conversation with Michael Hyatt, and he says, Cliff, would you like an outside perspective on what it's like to focus on this big conference that you're trying to grow over the relationships with these workshops and the mastermind group members? And that was, oh my gosh, Michael, you're so, not not that it hit me there, but in evaluation of that, I'm like, gosh, I've been focused on the wrong things. And it took me several weeks or a bunch of other things that is like, man, I have I am going to change things. And when I'm finished with all of this travel of 32 days, I am not going to go back and do the same things. And all of a sudden, this is what I want. my. And I started to dream. What do I want my life to look like? Well, I want to scale down the number of people that I serve. In fact, I currently have three groups of the Next Level Mastermind. I want to shut down group three of the Next Level Mastermind. There are seven people who have been a part of this group from April to May all the way through today. And I want, I'm going to shut down that group because I want to limit the number of people that I'm fully committed to to 24 members of the Next Level Mastermind. That would be 12 members in the AM group, 12 members in the PM group. 
I also want to have three, somewhere between three to five one-on-one coaching clients. That's my primary focus right then and there. And I want to give 90-minute coaching experiences to these members, so the existing members of the Next Level Mastermind. I want to be coaching them and offering them one-on-one coaching with me at no additional cost above and beyond their their monthly fee for the Next Level Mastermind. I just want to start serving those people at a very powerful level, not just an occasional let me check in with you with a quick text message or a short little video, how's it going? But man, I want to give them not only their hot seats when they're scheduled to be in the hot seat, but I want to show up with an extremely powerful 90-minute coaching experience on a consistent basis and even more frequent if they're in a season of life where it it would be wise for me to build into them and connect with them on a much deeper level. I am going much deeper in the way that I serve these people, and that is my number one priority. My existing clients, my existing coaching clients, even if they're once-a-month clients, I'm going to be checking in with them, not just on our once-a-month calls, but I'm going to be checking in and seeing how I can serve them in powerful ways. I'm going to be looking for ways that I can help them level up their life, get closer to what they want. Is there anything I can be doing? Is there any connections I can help them to make that gets them closer to what they want. I want to serve my one-on-one clients in a powerful way, well above and beyond anything they could possibly expect. I want to do that for every existing client that I have that I'm fully committed to. And then my next commitment right below that for my business is creating new clients using the Prosperous Coach Method, Client Creation Method. I'm connecting with people on a consistent basis, currently exclusively people outside of my online influence for the purpose of showing people stories and case studies of how you can build all this stuff without a podcast, without a lead magnet, a mailing list, sales funnels. You can do all of it if you want to be a professional, profitable coach. You can do all of it without an internet presence. Not that I'm not going to, I mean, in January, I'm going to turn back on my stuff, but I'm just going to show that over the course of a month, I'm going to share with you some case studies on how I was able to do this without it. And my goal is to have two 90-minute meetings per week for the Next Level Mastermind. My goal is that I'm doing every single week five 90-minute coaching experiences that are absolutely 100% reserved only for existing clients, that's members of the existing Next Level Mastermind and existing one-on-one clients. I have five blocked out times of week of 90-minute calls every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday that are devoted only to existing clients. And then every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I have one call in the afternoon, one 90-minute block of time that are set aside and available only for people who are brand new potential future clients. Not that I'm serving them with the expectation uh, that they are going to become a client, but actually to audition them on whether or not they would be a good client and to find out if they would be interested in having an ongoing coaching relationship with me. The great news is I am finally at a place where I don't need any new clients at this moment. But I know I've learned the importance of making sure that I'm always working on creating new clients. Because at any time, anyone in either of my mastermind groups, somebody could come to the end of their 12-month commitment and say, listen, I I think I'm going to move on. I think that's going to happen less frequently now based upon the way that I'm going about serving people today compared to how I've done prior to this. I'm doing a total of eight 
90-minute coaching sessions every single week. I'm doing two 90-minute mastermind calls every single week. I'm doing one one-hour green room mastermind with my personal mastermind group every single week. Those are the only commitments that I have on my schedule. There is no commitment every week that I will record any piece of content, vlog, podcast, or email newsletter. Now, there's a little note on the beginning of like an all-date note in my calendar. It says, hey, do you want to create an episode of the audio journal this week? Do you want to create an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show this week? And what I will tell you is that the audio journal almost always gets a yes, and I record content there. A lot of that is because those people, in a way, are paid clients. They are paying for access to that podcast. Again, that's over at mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. It also happens to be my favorite piece of content, content that I create. It's my favorite podcast that I produce. When it comes down to it, these are the priorities in my business. Number one, existing clients. Priority number two in my business, creating new clients. Priority number three is creating content. Over the last several months, there's been the, well, what do I want my life to look like? How do I want to focus on my business? How do I communicate to all of these mastermind members about all this being changed? See, first and foremost, I made the decision to shut down an entire mastermind group, a group that's been meeting for many months, has seven human beings in it, and individually having conversations with them, helping them understand why this is coming to a close as far as the mastermind group, helping them in a powerful way while I'm still serving them, serving them no less than the people who are paying the highest amount of money that I charge for the coaching that I do way above what group three was paying for the Next Level Mastermind membership. I served all of them in such a powerful way. And today, Wednesday, December 18th, was the final meeting of that group. It was a powerful meeting. It was incredible. And I'm very excited about how these months that we spent as group three of the Next Level Mastermind is really the beginning of this relationship that we have, the eight of us, the eight men that were a part of this group. So there's the management of that. I mean, that, that, was, that was a lot of time, effort, and energy. My life force poured into these human beings to make this the powerful conclusion to this group that it was today. It, it took a great deal of care, a great deal of love, a great deal of service and sacrifice on my part to serve them in a way that I felt compelled to serve them. And then there was a lot of transition into showing members of the existing groups of how things are changing. And for the last several months, I have done more 90-minute, I've done eight 90-minute one-on-one coaching calls every week with different human beings who have a vast array of life challenges. And there's a lot of empathy that gets poured into that. And, and I got to tell you, I, I love what I do, but it takes a lot to do it and to do it at the level. And I tell you, there's no question in my mind, it was the right work. If I have to be selfish and at the end of the day, after serving three human beings through four and a half hours of 
absolute undivided, undistracted attention and pouring into and giving them the fullest expression of everything that I could possibly bring to the table for them and the follow-ups on those calls and taking notes and sending the audio recordings and all of this stuff. At the end of the day, I'm like, do I want to create an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show right now? Nope. Moving on. All right? And it's like, is that selfish? I don't think so. I really don't. Or if it is, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm going to put my need over the desire to show up for my community. I'm not going to show up this week because this week I'm I'm not that I'm exhausted, but I've met my limit of what I feel is the appropriate level of energy to give to the work that I do this week. I don't see myself consistently not being consistent. <laughs> what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that I came back at the end of September, or, you know, yeah, at the end of September. No, it's October. It was just in October. So for it's taken me about a month and a half, two months to implement all of this clarity about what I want my business to look like. It's taken all of this, it's taken about a month and a half, two months to communicate all of these changes to existing members of the groups, to shut down an entire group, to to create so many new clients and to actually evaluate how am I implementing the client creation strategy and all of this stuff and pouring everything into all of these people in a powerful way that's never been done before on my behalf. I've never done life at this level before. And it's been it's been a lot to do it. Not too much. I I want I'm avoiding saying that I've 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 gone to the point of exhaustion. I've not. In the times when there may be quote unquote in the old Cliff Ravenscraft universe should have been a podcast episode, for me to create that episode, I would have had to push into the realm of exhaustion. What I've talked about here is I'm fully 100% committed to existing clients in my business. I'm fully 100% committed to creating new clients for my business that financially allow me to do the things that I need to do to provide for my family first. And then once I have margin and I've implemented all these changes, then I can actually get to item number three, which is starting to get to the place where I am feeling a lot more inspiration and excitement and have plenty of time to sit around and create content. It's priorities and figuring this out and communicating that so I can set expectations. All of this stuff has been what I've been working on. And in January, there's still a little bit more of this transition stuff in place. I don't know that I'll ever commit to being anywhere in a podcast every single week on a consistent basis. I'd like to show up on a weekly basis. I'd like to. But it's only if I feel inspired to, compelled to. I feel like I must. And if I don't feel like that, I'm not going to create it. So with that being said, there's there's a chance there may not be an episode after this for the rest of this year. And that's just two weeks, right? There may be a chance that you may or may not get a few episodes of the Cliff Raymond's Crash Show in the first two or three weeks of the year. I'm, who knows? I may be super compelled and bring one every week for the first. I may bring one every week in January. I may not. I may get around to over the Christmas break or New Year's break and, and edit the rest of that Free the Dream content. I may not. 
What I can tell you is those are lower priorities in my business. That's All of that is priority three, content creation, which by the way, if you haven't noticed there's something missing from the priority list, free the dream. Free the dream 2020 is priority four in my list. <laughs> actually, no, Free the Dream uh, 2020 is actually priority five. Priority four in my business are live workshops here in the studio. I do see myself coming back, and you'll see me more consistently down the road, but not committed to it. One of the biggest insights that I've had recently, and I got this from Rich Litvin, he says, listen, busy people are over-obligated and under-committed. I evaluated and contemplated that statement for week after week after week. And I finally got to my, got myself and I said, listen, I got to ask myself, what am I currently fully committed to? And I've only shared with you here what's going on in my business. And if you think about a, a typical average 40-hour work week, you might be thinking, well, gosh, Cliff, eight 90-minute calls for coaching, two 90-minute mastermind groups, one one-hour green room mastermind group, why can't you make some time to create some podcast content? Well, there are other commitments that I'm fully committed to. See, I, have, I happen to have this thing called a wife that I absolutely love. I have three amazing children that are in very significant seasons of their life that I'm fully committed to. I'm fully committed to my own health and physical fitness. I'm fully committed to my own personal rest and recreation. I am fully committed to my own personal growth and development, personal development, so that I'm always learning new things. I spend about three to five hours a day learning new stuff. And I can tell you right now, that's all going, it's, it's currently all of that stuff, it's all benefiting existing clients and potential clients. And eventually all of that is going to trickle on down it will eventually benefit you through the content that I will be inspired to create. So I ask myself, what am I currently fully committed to? And so right now my fullest commitment goes to existing clients, creating new clients. I'm not currently fully committed to creating content. I'm only fully committed to creating content when I feel inspired to. And when I'm inspired to, like right now, I'll do it even though it may not be the best time and it may cut into some other things like my rest and re recreation or time with family or time with this. If I, But man, if I feel compelled, I've got to record something, then I'm going to come record it. And that's why I'm here right now. I felt compelled to share this message today. So busy people are over-obligated and under-committed. What am I currently fully committed to? And then what do I see, need to say no to? What obligations are currently standing in the way of these commitments? And it may seem crazy for me to equate this, but in a way, going away for 32 days and two and a half months and then coming back and then having that conversation with Michael Hyatt and, and having the realization of just how out of whack my priorities have been, it was a wake-up call. And thankfully, I didn't have to land in the hospital to reevaluate my life, my business, and the way I want to show up in the world, the things that I'm fully committed to, the things that I'm going to intentionally I want you to hear the words, I am intentionally not creating content when it's not being created. It is a decision. It's not that I can't fit it in, because I could. And in the past, I would have out of guilt. It would have been an obligation. But busy people are over-obligated and under-committed. 
And I just want to put an end to doing things that I haven't intentionally chosen to do. And that's a way of life for me. And a lot of people have said, Cliff, it's very easy for you to make that decision because you have so much content. And I know I alluded to this earlier, but I got to tell you right now, knowing everything I know, if I could go back to December 2007, the two weeks before I entered into my full-time self-employment, it was January 1st, 2008. I was, that's the first day of my full-time self-employment. If I could go back to this day in 2007, while I still had just a few weeks left of my day job working in the family-run insurance agency, what advice would I go back and give myself? Ask yourself what you want your life to look like. What's the ultimate end result? And I can assure you, Cliff, what you most want to do in this world is you want to serve people in a powerful way that impacts their lives. You want to entertain, educate, encourage, and inspire others. You want to show up in people's lives in a way that you can have a powerful, profound, and positive impact on their lives. You want to help shift and change the way people see the world, the way that they think, in such a way that you can help them through a single conversation wherein that once they have a conversation with you, they'll never leave that conversation being able to see the world the way they saw it before, thinking the things that they thought before, which means that they'll never be able to feel the way that they felt before, meaning that their life will be changed forever and they'll take different actions as a result. And you can get paid for doing that. And there's a way for you to do that that is not dependent upon you consistently showing up every single week without fail, regardless of what else is going on in life. Just never, ever, ever miss an episode of your podcast. Don't don't do that. Consistency, Cliff, is not key. Showing up and consistently creating content when you're inspired, when you feel led to, when you can't walk away from the record button, I'm going to say this to close out the episode. Whether it is hitting record on a video for your YouTube channel or LinkedIn, social media, Facebook Live, whatever, the, whether it's hitting the, the record button on your podcast recording equipment, whether it's the blank page that you're staring at that is going to be the draft and the editing and final process of your next email newsletter update. If you can walk away from those things, run. And come back only when you feel inspired to do so. It's the advice I would give to myself if I had the chance to go back and talk to myself. You have my permission to be selfish. Mindset and man.